I received a phone call some several years ago. It was a Tuesday in October of 2011. And on the other end of that phone was Bishop Binzer. And Bishop Binzer said to me, he said, uh, the Archbishop would like you to do him a favor. I thought, oh, here we go. And he said that uh, there was a young priest who was leaving his religious order and wanted to come home to the archdiocese. And he asked me if I'd take him under my wings. And I thought, well, <laughs> when he told me what religious order he was from, I was thinking, no, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And uh, Bishop Benzer went on and was explaining to me about this particular young priest. And I, uh, I said, well, Joe, can I think about this? To which I had deathly silence on the other end of the line. And uh, I stuck to my guns. And, uh, and then he said, well, why don't you wait until you meet him? He was going to be at our priest convocation the following uh, Thursday. And I said, well, I still need to think about this. I need to pray about this. Uh, so he hangs up, and I immediately began to worry, thinking about the long pause that was there when I said, can I think about this? So, you know, I was uh, a little crazy with things all day long and did not sleep that night. I know that Bishop Binzer gets up early in the morning. I get up early in the morning. I had his cell number. So like at 5.30 in the morning, I call him. And thank goodness he was awake. And uh, I said, you know, I, I, I thought about it. I prayed about it, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll do this. And he goes, well, good, because when I told the archbishop what you said about wanting to think about it, he was not happy. <laughs> so, so the following Thursday, I had the, uh, the joy and the pleasure, of course, of uh, meeting Father James. I think we're all in the same place right now, a little raw. I've been away for the last few weeks and texting and emailing back and forth and all along he's saying, everything's fine, it's nice and quiet here. And then Wednesday afternoon I get an email that, well, at first I thought he was joking. And of course he was not. And we here in our readings today, our gospel in particular, now, Jesus had been teaching his disciples for quite a long time before they reached the point of the story that we hear today. And over and over again, he's, he's telling them about his father. And he's telling them to trust. He's telling them that, that God is always presence, present to them and, and with them and to not be terrified. This gospel story this evening, um, I mean, the way these readings have lined up, I, you know, I, I believe that God is in all of this. One of my favorite gospel stories, you know, our late Holy Father, John Paul II, whom influenced Father James very strongly, and myself, and 
most priests of our age between he and I, uh, John Paul was constantly saying, do not be afraid. Why are you terrified? What are you worrying about? You know, despite all of the storms that will come your way in your life, I'm in the boat with you. And, and we hear in this story that, you know, Jesus is in the boat with them, and he's not only in the boat in the midst of this horrific storm in which they are worried to death that they are all going to die, but he's asleep, and we're told by the very fact that he's on a cushion or a pillow that he's not worried. And we believe that Jesus is fully God and fully human, so... You know, that means that he was having the same emotions that we have. He, he knew that they were in the midst of a storm that could kill them all. But he's not worried. And so he asked that question, why are you terrified? What are you worried about? There's nothing. There is never a time in your life that I am not with you provide that comfort, that courage. I spoke with Father James last night. He's not in the rectory. He's away. He needs time to take all this in, settle with it. But his voice is confident. And he, he said, wherever God takes him in this is okay with him. And I'm hopeful in our prayer that we can be there too. And he very, very much needs our prayer. And he's very, I can assure you, very thankful for all that has come his way thus far. But again, he needs time to be away. His intention is to return fully amongst us when he's, you know, able to handle that. It's very raw for him at the moment, um, very emotional. He's thankful for your emails, your text messages, but he asks you to kind of calm down with that for right now. You know, I, I know I have a tendency when I receive emails or texts that I have, to, I have to answer you. And he feels that way as well, and, and it's just overwhelming right now. And we all need to be able to express how we feel about him and, and what we want for him. So I would suggest perhaps sending a card that he can get around to reading it at some other time. But know that, as I you know, it was mentioned in the letter that went out to everyone that, that he very much loves you. He loves this community that is ours. You know, that three-point-something years ago when he came here in October, um, you know, he said these have been the best years of his life. And I hope that we can all say the same. I know we have many more years. We have the image of storms. 
in this gospel. And we have the image of apostles going from one side of the Sea of Galilee to the other. You know, what did they find when they got to the other side after what they had just been through and had been saved from? Trust. Well, that's all that we can do. That is where Father James is with this. Trusting. Trusting. And we all need to do that with him. And I would uh, ask, as he has done, that uh, this prayer of ours, uh, as time goes on, becomes stronger. And that we uh, answer to his needs. I am uh, eternally grateful to him as a very, very good friend for, you know, when I was sick and, and what he did, and to you as well, certainly. That uh, certainly got me through all of that. And we need to be there for him, and I know that, that we will be. Right now, let's just kind of quiet it down a little bit. Focus in the prayer. Be joyful. He is. I know that's hard to think about. But his faith is very, very strong. And um, I think we need to be right there with him. So we'll certainly keep you updated and let you know what's going on as we know. Uh, his hope is to be back here very soon. On Tuesday, they're going to implant a uh, shunt, and uh, they're going to begin chemo immediately, which is sort of unusual. Um, it's every two weeks. So Tuesday, two weeks from Tuesday, after the first two, um, from what he's told me, the doctors should know where things are. And uh, I hope things are on a very, very good path from that point onward. And uh, send him those cards. Let him know what, uh, what you're thinking and feeling and uh, the good wishes that you have for him. And pray for one another. Pray for our community. And um, we will get to the other side. We will certainly get to the other side in good standing and in trust and in love and in much love. At three and a half years ago when I got that phone call, I'm glad I changed my mind very quickly. I think you are too. He, he is a very very good man, and probably the best priest that I have met. So let's um, keep all of this in prayer, and, uh, and again, joy, great joy that, that we have him with us, and that we will continue to